we're live and welcome back to the show our third time uh third time back on the show very pleased to speak with you dan christman thank you so much thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure yeah um (laughs) no i was gonna say we were were talking i don't know how much again we were talking before the show started um dan uh dan we're not gonna get into it too much but uh last heard from last heard from uh dan was uh having some legal issues as he said some goons break into his house and yeah he was very mistreated by the government it must be said yeah uh, they listened to my radio show and realized I was really smart and saw me run for office and yeah. did surveillance on me for years just so they could put me on probation and try to keep me from ever running for office again. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> really, uh, it, it's interesting. I would say how January 6th is like the the feverish unconstitutionality that the yeah. backlash that were being received on January 6th, so beautifully depressing. ties in to the things that we're going to be talking about yes. in the show today. Sure. Awesome. Look at also, Mr. The Segway here, Dan. You uh, are and a the professional. Way, and the way it's misrepresented down the ages Oh, my well. God. This is, this is is a beautiful it's thing. So annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at any point, I mean, who, no matter who you are, if you were alive during January 6th, there's what you saw and the narrative. Yes. Yeah. But well, I, by the way, can I just say also, it is like just so, uh, ami- so I'm, by the way, you said, before, we're not going to get too into it, but you said that you have something in the works possibly that'll really bring the truth to everybody. And like, it's nice that we're starting to see the narrative shift, you know, uh, away from that, like that insane. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough for those guys that are still in fucking jail. Right. Yes. For bullshit. So I'm very happy that we have what we have someone like you who are who's able as someone who's in 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 entrenched in this to yeah. to re- reveal the truth because this is like such an amazingly horrible thing that has been done to pe- you and the country. Yeah. I mean I I don't know how much truth there is to uh really reveal uh about <laughs> January 6th. You saw it on TV. Yes. Yeah. Uh but here's the thing. Is you also, or or maybe because I was there and I got in a car and was listening to the news a half hour later, I saw how quick the media narrative unfolded. Yeah. So, almost like they were cued. Yeah. To know well, what the, how to report on it. The CFR knew that this was going to be planned, and they knew exactly what they were going to turn this around to, and that's fine. That's fine. That's what happened, and we as humans observe this in real time. Yeah. So now we got to think every time these events happen in world history, yeah. it's not like the media just started doing this. Yes. So, it is, you know, when, yeah. when Ruby Ridge happens, when David Koresh goes down, yep. when they arrest Ted Kaczynski, when the IRS, uh, IRA rises up and they're called a terrorist organization, when every single one of these things happen, history is being rewritten. Yes. Um, and, uh, you can't you can't rely on the narrative for the truth when we look at history. Yeah, um, of the, we have a friend of the show uh, who, by the way, you should you should go on his podcast. By the way, uh, Dan uh, is um, legal man. He has a podcast called The Quash, and we've uh, sort of taken one of his sayings, which is, "If it's on TV for more than an hour, it's bullshit." 
Yeah. Pretty much. Well, so, it hasn't been doctored so, yet. Yeah, sometimes they accidentally report something that's interesting and true, but they, they squash that shit right quick. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Once it's been on for more than an hour. A, we're not going to lose a billion dollars like somebody else. Yeah. For, I mean, I heard on the news there was two gunmen. There was a completely different. Well, anyway, we'll stay off that yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's plenty of those topics, Dan. That's the thing. There's literally hundreds. I mean, maybe there was two guys driving the rider truck. Maybe there was uh, <laughs> uh, maybe there was uh, um, uh, four guys uh, dancing on the Brooklyn Bridge on a yeah. certain <laughs> n- nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, you know. Uh, there was a guy, uh, uh, I forget what country is from, but a, a country that was banned from America. He mm-hmm. rented a Home Depot truck and uh, was driving it down the West Side Highway bike lane. And he drove it down the West Side Highway bike lane. Oh, yeah, lane that guy York just City. got out of jail, didn't he? No. Yeah. Dude, he ran over six Argentinians yeah. that were here on a business trip. I know. That's this- exactly why he got out of jail. That. That, that he got paid by the CIA to what to, to oh, who knows, dude? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Six Argentinians you run over, nobody else with these six Argentinians. Yeah, who knows, dude? Who, maybe he no, was my, maybe his MK Ultra trigger word was given to him, and he was he was at, he was just like and just like drove straight into him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to misquote, but I did do a lot of research on them a couple years ago, and. Those Argentinians are suspect. Oh, this is a whole new angle I hadn't even explored because, yeah, I was like outraged that they were letting a fucking terrorist car attack guy go. I just figured, great, anarcho-tyranny. Of course, they're going to let the fucking criminals go. But no, now you're bringing up something that's very smart. I didn't even think of. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it's just Argentinians because there's a kid from Jersey and like somebody else. Yeah, I think like a young girl from America was died too. Yeah, Yeah. it was a targeted attack on these six random uh, Argentinians that were back on a reunion. They were like, yeah, you got to really look into their history. These Argentinians. Yeah. I'll send you the show. It's years years old though, so I'm not going to quote it. I'm not going to even pretend to give you facts on it. Anyway, so but the thing we came here to talk about is something that is very much like January 6th. Um, pretty much every historical event, as you just alluded to, uh, Dan. Yeah. But um, but this was a, a biggie, I would say, because this is a th- this is what we're talking about tonight is the New York City draft riots, which occurred in 19- 1863 in the midst uh, the second year of the Civil War, um, and it seems like a very straightforward thing that occurred in response to government tyranny, and it's been whitewashed or perhaps gold washed as we like to say on the show to become a racist anti-black hate crime, um, which is very sort of very slightly true, but, but at the same time, which actually struck me about this. Okay. This, this was pretty quickly turned into a, a, a a hate crime from what it was. This is guys who didn't want to be enslaved yes. to go and fight for railroad interests against their own people. Yeah. Right? So it's like... And by yeah, the way, that, their get, own were people... Were they racist? Sure. But, yeah, of course, they got a, they got a little <laughs> rich at, at times. Yeah, But it's like, yeah. but I, I could see where, where like a libtard would go like, William, their own people? What are you saying? You know what I mean? Are you t- invoking some sort of... But no, it's literally other Americans. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, it's also, I mean, let me just uh, quickly, this thing that I just came up with. Yes, please. Go, go, go. So, like, I'm guys fired like up tonight, by me, the way. I don't know how old you are, Dan, but I mean, I, I was sort of in my twen- in my 30s in the, no, I was in my 20s in the 1990s. So, like, back then we covered a, we covered an incident uh, about a guy called Albert Dryden who shot a, a, a planning, like a zoning enforcement officer and a policeman and a BBC yeah. cameraman in the, in 1992 or 93, around the same, same time as a breakout. Oh, by the way, it's the 19th of April here where I am. So uh, RIP David Koresh and uh, yeah, rest in power to the Waco people. Uh, but the, uh, the, what when we covered that, it was striking how the how sympathetic the media were to this guy because he was a he was sort of borderline retarded sort of dude, and uh, the, the the media angle on it is still out there on YouTube. The media angle on it back then was oh this guy, this guy's been pushed to breaking point by officialdom, and you know they, they shouldn't treat people like this or stuff like this is going to happen right now. I think that must have just been a narrow window in time where people, where the powers that be had that kind of attitude because clearly the New York City draft rioters got s- smeared. And if if Albert Dryden had done that today, as we always yeah, say he would have been, on the show, he would have been, they would have just said he was a racist. Yeah, they would have dug up his tweets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they would have definitely, they would have definitely dug up his tweets or they actually would have done, um, exactly what they did uh god there is a guy i think his name was uh scott oh god um joseph a stack or something like that he flew his like the irs ruined his life i remember this guy yeah he drank a glider and he yeah he dedicated his life to basically buying a plane and crashing it right into the irs building (laughs) we only vaguely remember him this guy that shot somebody who listen yeah. This is like shooting somebody in child protective services. Yeah. These people in the building department, the people in the building department will keep you from getting chickens. So you can this essentially what he did, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy what they did to this guy. Yeah. And, you know, if enough of these family courts keep dads away from their kids, you're going to find the wrong one. One yeah. of them's going to whack one of the judges. They, I don't know how it hasn't happened yet. I think it has, has to have. And they keep that quiet. Yeah. Just like the people knew they could overpower the Senate and they knew that they could go into that building and make their demands and law enforcement couldn't do anything. No. Because yeah. legally they had to stand by. They made, they, they, they had to make it disappear. They yeah. had to make it disappear. Yeah. They had to gaslight this thing. Um, yeah. And and I think the reason why this wasn't that big of a story is, yeah, this this has to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Got to make this one go away. And, and then also the other thing is they furl it up into this thing where everyone doesn't want to think about it. It's everything. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the oh God, black people getting lynched. I don't even want to think about it. You know, it's dark. I mean, also, it's like fucked up. Obviously, you don't want to hear about that stuff. Um, it's an indignity. Because they don't want you to know about the draft riots. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Also, yeah. here's the most interesting thing about the draft riots, in my opinion. I mean, 
I went nuts in the last couple months about it. I found out that I most likely 80% chance have family that were in it. Yeah. And like my DNA and uh, literally what they did was they attacked the newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, super based story. Any story that is written on them, it was at least written with broken calculators. They're they're not going to be accurate. Uh, If you attack the newspaper and if you chase Rupert Murdoch to his house and tried burning it down, uh, you think Rupert Murdoch would write a fair story about you the next day? Just to make that clear, we don't advocate following Rupert Murdoch. No, God, no, obviously, yes. Also, I don't but, even believe that he exists. He's allegedly Australian, but we all know that Australia isn't real. That's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah, it doesn't. That's a new kangaroos. one. You'll get there. You'll get there, Dan. Don't worry. You'll, you'll get part it on of the show wall. Yeah. It's, it's in the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so we got. Let's set the but, stage but, a little bit Scott here. Scott came up with a great. I've question got an it. insane, insane schizo take on the how, draft how rides. Did the, so, like the the New York Times was was attacked. And they fought off the writers with, with Gatling a Gatling guns. gun. Why did How they did have they a fucking know? Gatling gun? <laughs> Why are they prepared with a Gatling gun? That's what gun? I'm saying. I'm My theory is the entire thing is an agent provocateur situation uh, that was, they did crazy shit in order to smear the people who are sympathetic with the Southern cause. Yeah. Ray Lights. Yeah, they had to because you, you, and you know what part of the draft riots were was, uh, they just fought in Gettysburg. Like it's like yeah. two hour drive away. Yeah. Like it's a, like three it was two, day, two or three days that. prior that the battle had taken yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. And there was 54,000 casualties in that battle yeah. in one battle. Um, and then prior and just like a week Ma- before that was Antietam, which was the bloodiest, uh, most, um, sorry, the, uh, worst day of combat in, in American history. And and finally, like the 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 North was barely even winning at Gettysburg. They were barely. It was it was a, it was a, the, the tied game. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't really won. Yeah, when it really won was actually when they start what they did. How badly they humiliated the Irish. Yeah, that, I think that's what really turned the turned the tables. Honestly, because the Irish were if the Irish kept going, yeah. if they didn't stop after three days. If their own Irish cops weren't bootlickers and sold them out sure, and yeah. stuck to freedom instead of giving into the boot, yeah. the South would have won. Okay, absolutely, they would have. Yeah, people absolutely forget what what happened was was listen, guys. Andrew Jackson turned America into a superpower, and the Bank of England went crazy and created a huge depression in the 1840s. Correct. They are the ones that starved out yeah, Ireland. Via J.P. Morgan, them, by the way. And why? And was it because they, they ended the central bank under Andrew Jackson? They, well, 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 yeah, but why did they um, make such a shit show out of Ireland and bring them to America? Oh, why um, did they manufacture that? 
I actually didn't. I never got the take. I actually never came up with the idea that it was manufactured. But now that you meant, you know, why not? Honestly, I know that they definitely yeah. genocided the the. They were genociding the Irish via. They were the, genocided just because potatoes aren't growing doesn't mean you can't. Survive. Well, yeah, they were taking all the food yeah. out to give to, to to export as an English export. By the they way, with no money, created a genocide. Yes, to have poor, destitute, uneducated. Irish people because it was it was better than break they were racist it was be- it was the best place to bring anybody from at least they're sort of white right yeah <laughs> so they decided all right let's get these Irish right and let's whittle them down to nothing yeah and bring them to orphanages and create Tammany Hall and actually rig the whole entire voting structure of America with a quick five-year genocide on the Irish why wouldn't you do it why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Dude, you're so fucking literally keep- blowing my mind right now. Really, are you getting this shit? Like, I'm, your camera turned off, so I can't see if you're yeah. making the same face as me right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I gave up on my this camera. is completely, this is completely comports with my fucking worldview. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so let's so set the now- stage. Let's set the little stage here, Dan. Dan, let's get back, just backpedal just a little bit. So we're talking about... As you mentioned before, that the this is right in the wake of the potato famine, which, as you said and alleged, that it is a gen, a, an intentional genocide. I thought of it was I have always considered it in my own brain as being a genocide of convenience. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? A, it, yeah, I mean that like the the apologist for it will say it was just clumsiness. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I always yeah. thought of it as as being like the British, the fucking the royals and uh, the nobles in England were like, oh, this is great. We can kill those lot, and it won't be a problem. <laughs> you know, uh, how Same great that the potato blight the came. The, that's why they opened the floodgates to the Muslims these last couple of years, because yeah. the Muslims coming into Europe are going to be pawns for NATO when they go into these big wars. Because yeah, so, so basically, what you're saying, Dan, is that the the Irish influx into america was basically like the american kalergi plan it was it was early american kalergi plan it was a chess move for uh whoever uh was controlling the banks the banking system and and um it wasn't even that hard of a chess move to come up with how do we defeat america I mean, this is brilliant because you think about what the major conflict was in that era was like the Catholic versus Protestant thing. That was not a problem prior to this diaspora of of mostly Irish and then also German people. But by the way, the German people were coming because of failed communist revolutions that were funded by those central banks. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get to that. That, that, That's the progression we're building right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened was. When they got when they sent the Irish here, right? Yeah. The Carl Schwartz's these eighteen forty eight are Prussians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They saw that, and they went, "Oh, Tammany Hall. If we bring enough Germans to Cincinnati, if we bring enough Germans yes. to St. Louis, if we bring enough Germans to." Uh, to to Minneapolis. Yeah, and they did, by the way. That's like we, the majority of the stock of the country, essentially. Yeah. 
we can rig the whole vote for the whole country. Yes, and and also, by the way, these Germans were catered to by the J.P. Morgan uh, element because J.P. Morgan started backing political parties uh, and he sided with the Catholics, whereas the pietist Protestants were backed by Rockefeller and they kind of sparred for throughout the 1800s. And then by World War II, they had teamed up, though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about this, but this makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, check yeah. out, so, uh, and this is all for for the listeners who maybe have not heard us plug this before. But Murray Rothbard's uh, thirty hour lecture series, um, <laughs> the end of laissez faire, the his- economic history of the United States from Civil War to World War Two. It's amazing. It's on Mises.org for free, um, and we very frequently reference it. So if you listen to it, you will get a lot of more out of the show. Um, that's to the listener, Dan. You don't have to. Um, but uh, yes, it's great, and it explains fully the way that these two um, venture, these two capitalists, uh, used very cynically used the the religious fervor of the f- various factions of the United States to fight against each other and basically fuck over each other's business practices. And then, by the way, it's also worth mentioning that J.P. Morgan was an agent of the Rothschilds and the Bank of England. So there's that yeah. whole a- element at play as well. Whereas, um, whereas Rockefeller, that, which is how they how they united really because Rockefeller was back in the sort of pietist prohibitionist sort of side Uh, and it was uh, the other sort of uh, sinister British angle of it is all this leads at some point maybe not at this it's maybe not aimed at that at this point but by the end of the 19th century the the British have realised okay we we can bring America back into the British Empire which is basically if there's a way of looking at it which is our way of looking at it it's just that that's what they did that the yeah the global empire is now American but it's the same it serves the same masters as the British Empire did at the time so it's basically and, reunited. and the and the Russian and Israeli Empire well, well they yeah it's yeah. all the same team yeah yeah we're that that is the team in my opinion that is the team right there yeah for sure um so this is so cool because like i i knew it was the rothschilds like i knew it was the rockefellers like uh, it was so obvious yeah if you looked at what jackson did by turning us on the superpower yeah and them saying no we got to figure something out yeah so they shut down the whole entire economy and they yeah. sent the destitute irish here yeah. and in the in in the 40s throughout the middle of europe it wasn't like there was freedom. They no. were under like oppressive monarchies and yeah. like dying. It's like the end of feudalism, essentially. Yeah, they didn't have freedom of press. Like they did, but they didn't. Yeah. And yeah, if yeah, they yeah. wanted to squash a book, they could have squashed a book. Kind of like now. What's yeah. really different, Karl honestly? Marx writes this book, and this book spreads oh. like wildfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they wanted it to. Karl Marx and the banks came up with Marxism. Yeah. Because that's the global economy that we're under right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's another that's another history homo's factoid that we always like to come back to, isn't it? That that, that was it, yeah, Rockefeller's finance of Bolsheviks and the and the Soviet Union never missed its interest payments. I never I see that. I gotta hang out with you guys more. Yeah, yeah. dude, we know it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you I mean, learn, don't you? well, that's just the thing because so, we we 
we discuss a different history topic every every week and you can't you i wasn't a conspiracy guy when we started but like things just so obviously linked together if yeah. you're honest about it that you can't miss it it's it's impossible it's it just most people most people don't study a different history topic every week. Yeah, it really is. We like MK altered <laughs> ourselves into being like it's <laughs> the most. <laughs> That's why I had to quit my radio show. Yeah, I mean, I ha- it was too much. I was going. I was. I was turning into Alex Jones. I was going way yeah. off. Going. I didn't. I didn't need to know it anymore. Yeah. Dude, you'd make, a, you, you'd make a great new Alex Jones. Yeah, you You're should take up the-, the torch because he's fucking sold out by now. Yeah. His fucking uh, Infowars is an Israeli company. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> is it really? It um, is. It's headquartered in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Who's going to Israel and take their money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, I would do my bank in there too if I could. Sure, yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's why the Infowars gets to stay, despite the fact that he got sued for a gazillion, billion, million, trillion, trillion dollars. Show trial. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. But my Show point trial. is my point is is though that's why Infowars gets to continue because it's he doesn't own it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not. It's a very open secret. Um, But anyway, so let's get back to the meat and potatoes here. Uh, Potatoes, pun intended, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so now the Irish are uh, living in New York, right? And the same bankers, the the, and Horace Greeley, who uh, ran the new, he was Rupert Murdoch back then, basically. But he also owned the trains. Yeah. You don't think. They were helping the narrative of this uh, this uh, this manufactured genocide on the Irish people. Yeah, I'm That's sure. True. Yeah, they were probably being like, "Oh, it's just so horrible what's happened to these subhuman. I mean, poor innocent victims of this yeah. terrible blight." Uh, and yeah, so and then if anyone else and if anyone said, hmm, that's odd, uh, we had a, a potato blight, he, same exact potato blight here in Pennsylvania and everyone survived. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's the same thing as the as the bushes in the 90s wanting in Mexican immigration, isn't it? It's like, yeah. yeah, let's get some cheap labor over here. True that. That's and true. Like, I, you'll have followed the uh, I'm sure you'll be familiar with the uh, with the words of Catherine Austin Fitz. Who's a former banking stroke? Yeah, she was US in the George W. Bush administration, wig. perhaps. Yeah, or George H. W. Bush administration, I believe. Yeah, but she's so she has a take on the on this like this latest round of digital slavery that we, that we've got coming to us, which is oh yeah, that and she, and she like harks back to this and why the banks decided that old-fashioned slavery was no good and that's because the collateral in a slave is imperfect you, you can't identify this as being the collateral against which the loan is secured because it's a person you yes so especially back just to put the fine days. point on it william i just want to say yes you heard correct they were giving usury giving yeah. cheap loans based on the collateral of human chattel yes how fucking but, evil. And by the way, who brought the fucking slaves over? Who owned the slave ships? Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so, well, well, hold on. Why did they corner the South 
uh, and slow, you know, um, they could have bought the Germans over a lot sooner in the war and just wiped out the South. True. They dragged that war along as far as they possibly could to make it just as much of a bloodbath as they possibly could. There was no diplomacy during the Civil War whatsoever. You know what got them to start up, by the way? You want to know what got them to start fucking, uh, start uh, moving shit along? Was that Germany, the newly formed uh, empire of Germany, was going to recognize the South as a country. And then they said, fuck, we got to kick this warrant to overdrive and beat them before that. Because if they normalize relations with Europe, it's over. That's another country, Jack. We can't just fucking kill them all. Right. That's a real act of war. That's no longer a civil war at that point. It's a fucking war war. So so who... Now, it was... uh, Frederick Wilhelm was the king of Prussia at the time. Yeah. So who was the one who took over this new Germany? Because it's so interesting. Barbarossa, During maybe? this pivot, Prussia turns into Germany. The culprits that are behind this. Bismarck, whole, isn't it? Bismarck. Otto van Bismarck. Why didn't we think of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. He, and, and he was on the side of the South? Well, no. I mean, just economically, they were going to uh, recognize um, – they were going to recognize. Uh, okay, maybe I'm looking here. the The German Empire didn't start till 1871, so it must have been one of the German countries. You know what I mean? Maybe Austria, maybe fucking Prussia, yeah. or, Prussia, Prussia. or perhaps yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to watch because journalism was most altered during the 1850s, 60s, and that era. Yeah. That was it's the the most conned. Uh, controlled journalism ever. I can think of another time like, period, but yes, yeah, go ahead. it's like it's like my Albert Dryden point. It's kind of come full circle back round to. It's not that it was always like it was in in the 1990s. It, it's it's just gone back to kind of normal now, hasn't it? This gone back to yeah 19th century media control and this kind of. Oh, I mean, so, like, you know, uh, they say now, Trump. They say Trump is Hitler, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this Bismarck guy, there was a, so much uh, pressure and resentment that they were holding. And, and the uh, Germans like really wanted, they didn't like the fact that there was slavery in America. It was like one of those heartstring things that yeah. they were pulling on the Germans. So yeah, all of a sudden Bismarck is an enemy to, to the Prussian Empire yeah. or the media narrative or whatever what Marx and Engels want at the time. So, of course, they're going to brandish this guy as who'll recognize the South and keep slavery going on forever. Yeah. you got to watch. Perhaps. Yeah, the the British public were very anti-slavery as well. Uh, Yeah, I imagine. It it was like the, the... the abolition of slavery in the in the British colonies is, I mean, I haven't really looked into it, but was definitely is portrayed as a grassroots domestic at home movement because they had slavery in the West Indies, right? That, yeah, in the Caribbean and uh, the the British sort of uh, Methodists and other Protestants like that didn't like it, right? And I oh yeah, good. So yeah, they they did a lot. They actually invented new crops to substitute for sugarcane because they the people were boycotting so that people could boycott sugar and these Brit- British Methodist farmers were planting sugar beet which is a winter crop here in right, England. Right, yeah. 
We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that so that they didn't have so that they could just stop trading with the with the British colonies, and that was basically what. So it, it, eventually, the 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 landowners there just most of them just abandoned it and and uh, they okay. freed the slaves and. Let me get it. myself in trouble. Okay, you're on the right show for it. Okay, one. The, the, the abolition of slavery. Are you free? One, are you free if you can't own a slave? <laughs> now, this is libertarianism. One, yeah. <laughs> um, no, sorry. Now, what I meant to say is now that's what I call libertarianism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. You know what? I personally, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be Mr. Utilitarian here, Dan, and I don't normally do this. I'm usually Mr. Principles, but I would say that on the whole, um, in a utilitarian sense, slavery is a bad thing because it's bad for everybody except the rich. Um, it's bad for black people because they're the slaves and it's bad for poor white people because it's bad for them economically. So fuck it. Okay. I get it. I'm not. Listen, I'm not gonna. I don't own any slaves. I don't even have a dog. I, like, I, don't, I don't own any. Slaves, right? Leave me alone. Right? I'm just asking the philosophical. Question. Yeah, listen. I under. I, I can see. I can see. Yeah, it's very funny. Hold on, yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on no, hold I'm on. just gonna say I can see the argument. And I understand where it's coming from. And also, William is a big fan of this style of argumentation based on his yeah. discourse around bees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 why? Would the Rockefellers uh, and J.P. Morgan and the Horace Greeley's, why would these mega, mega banks that want to centralize everything and slavery is like the oldest practice in the game, right? True. Goes back to the Old Testament. Why would they all of a sudden demonize this thing? Well, I'll tell you why. Because this is the Catherine Austin fix. let's, Let's say, right? Let's pretend we're not talking about slaves and let's say it's horses, right? So let's say that southern agriculture relies upon horses and all the all the people Good. We'll take in, the emotion out of it. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So all, all the all the farmers in the south have to breed their own horses, maintain them, look after them, uh, feed them and house them and but the build horses, them churches. Yeah. So that they 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 buy, they buy the horse, uh, and then they look after it, but and they borrow money against it, but it might run away, and then the bank or if the bank comes to repossess the horse, what the fuck's it going to do with the horse? It's a living thing that needs looking after and feeding. Or, yeah, everyone, or if, if, you uh, could you could you could import a million horses into the country and just let them wander around and fend for themselves, and every time you need one. Yeah, sure. You're gonna to have to feed it and stuff. It, 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 let's say you could just give the okay, horse let's, enough let's, money let's to this. buy its own uh, feed. All, this all, is a brilliant all, take, all, by all, the way. All due, yeah. all due respect, fuck the horses. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I'm saying if, is instead of if, having to look if, after. No, it, all I'm saying is this: if I had a bank and I had a hundred customers, and a hundred customers died, where yeah. would I be? Uh, I'd be fucked. True. I mean, I might have all the money <laughs> yeah. in the bank or whatever, yeah. but I would have no more business. Right. True. Yeah, you got to have people to give loans to and then charge if you have the freedom <laughs> and the ability to have a plantation, 
Yeah. And you're about to grow. Yeah. You're a threat to the people that are trying to corner the economic engine yeah. and but enslave everyone through their system. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're bringing in a new kind of slavery. This is the Austin Fitz model. So they were bringing in this industrial slavery where instead, instead of actually owning the slaves and making them pick cotton, what they were doing was importing these slaves, telling them they were free, say, you've got to find your own board yeah. and lodgings. We're going to give you, we're going to, you, you've got to go and work in this track in this factory that makes tractors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they talk uh, about, like they talk a game like they were humanitarians or something. Yeah, and the truth bullshit, is, dude. the industrial revolution happened, and they didn't need them anymore. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole other fucking right? can of worms. There, yeah. So you got the you you the only person that if you're um and, and like if if you're the Bank of England realized that an Andrew Jackson type character who owns his whole plantation, does this and does that, and the people love and revere is the biggest threat. I just, to I totally empire. agree with that, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's Grover Cleveland, too. Grover Cleveland, big-time fucking threat that he didn't play ball with them. Um, and that's why he lost being president twice. He got in for yeah. one, and then they got him out <laughs> twice. <laughs> And then he said, fuck it, I'm too fat to do this again. <laughs> yeah, but he appointed, he, I think he appointed, when was he, the early 90s or 18, uh, or the 80s? Uh, I'll find out, but I'm pretty sure it was the, it was 1870. He lost to, didn't he lose uh, when, uh, oh, who was it? 1885 to 89, and then 1893 to 1897. The guys like Franz Siegel and Carl Schwartz, I wish I, w I wish we had uh, I wish we really got into this, that orchestrated the Civil War. Cleveland appointed to like major positions. Okay. Um like uh this guy Franz Siegel who went to military school with uh Frederick Engels that started the first war in Prussia yeah. together. This is the guy is he the was a uh, he was a colonel or something in the Union Army. Um Brigadier General. Oh, okay, there you go. He was. He became a two-star general. The the guy was a nerd who was like a, a, a who owned a college in Missouri. Abraham Lincoln gets elected. Yeah, okay. This guy went to school in Germany and and went to like a January sixth riot type thing and got yeah. exiled out of his country. Okay, fine. They, the Union Army made this guy a second brigadier general right off of Jump Street. Yeah. How is how is that even possible? Uh, well, I guess I, I suppose the rationale from an, from someone trying to explain would be, oh, he has combat experience and he's ideologically, um, disposed to wanting to win because he's a commie. So therefore he would be more, um, you know, committed morally to the cause of the North. Uh, so that would be a good person to put in a, a leadership position because of that. Okay. So. Civil Wars, uh, 1850s are coming. Yeah. All right. The Irish had their like exodus to America. They raised them in orphanages and controlled them with Tammany Hall. Okay, good. The Prussians came in, sided with Tammany Hall. Then by, I think, 1857. Worth mentioning the Prussians are Catholic as well. So that's a big aspect to that. Uh, well, they're, they're Lutheran. 
They were mostly Jewish. <laughs> oh actually. yeah, I'm, well that's true too. Yeah, but they're also <laughs> the immigrants, uh, minorities. Was the kind of people who that the, the Democrat Party would go for. These guys came to the Lower East Side. Sure. They did. It was called uh, like New New Prussia or whatever. Okay. The lower or kind. Cunning Deutschland or something like that. Yeah. I haven't heard of this. Um, Go on. Yeah, the Lower yeah. East Side. The Lower East Side had more U- Union general sol- uh, a soldier, Union soldiers than anywhere else in the, in the country. It was yeah. their biggest recruiting base, and it was these Prussians, these sure. 1848ers, and the Irish that were in the draft riots. And, uh, they um, they were there growing up in the city fighting with these guys yeah. already. Yeah. And they knew that they came here as communist revolutionaries. And like the Irish were sitting in New York, like, holy shit, we are literally getting invaded by these communists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the commies tried drafting the Irish. And literally, I believe that the Irish draft riots were the last genuine white man's tribal stand against the system. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's uh, the last to date. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't see it happening, though. It's not, it's not, it's never going to happen, is it? Well, regardless. We're always going to be bootlickers for the rest of our existence, I think. Yeah. And that's sad. Yeah, it is. It what is. It is. <laughs> but what? yeah, uh, the, so the Irish, uh, I, before they brought in, because it's in, the sort of timing of the emanci- Emancipation Proclamation ties into this as well. Sure, yeah. Because they had no problem getting volunteers up until uh, up until then. But that, like the, the war had been going badly because it's 1863. It happened. The war started in 1860. Am I right? Uh, I'm English. Uh, it started um, eight, April, uh, like April seventh or ninth or something. Yeah. Eighteen sixty one. Eight sixty one. Sorry. Yeah. In April, like so. So think about this. April. Let's just say April fifth, uh, eighteen sixty one. Do you know when the election was? Uh, it must have been in uh, in the uh, November eighteen sixty. November eighteen sixty. Okay, and then the inauguration would have been January, yeah. January sixth, yeah. March. Oh, March fourth. Really? Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> March fourth to April sixth or whatever. Yeah. This guy already managed to tell the the Confederacy that their whole gig is up, and that we're running this new system, and you're going to take this system or get the hell out of town. Yeah. And managed to turn them around and tell them that they were the rebels when these guys out of nowhere came in and uh, did a coup on America. Yeah, it's absolutely right that the the way that it's presented, the war is a war of northern aggression, regardless of where you stand on the thing. And it wasn't about slavery until 1863 either that was when the emancipation no. proclamation it wasn't about slavery until 1863 Dude, never was. Ju- new jersey was a fucking slave state and they were in the union stop yeah <laughs> um but it it it, it wasn't a uh uh it, it was uh, it, the, the emancipation proclamation happened because the south was winning yes okay? yeah. and it was a major and, economic blow to them to their war engine and, 
And the uh, commies and the socialists in Europe brainwashed the youth to hate slavery so much. That was the one thing that they could convince these people to go to war for. And that's how they got so many reinforcements to come from Europe and fight for the... uh, for for America, yeah, specifically Germany it. was like the tip of the liberal or left wing spear, as it were. Well, well I mean, so- I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I, I I'm a, I'm opposed to slavery <laughs> on moral. Not even utilitarian grounds. I know. Wait, I said, but there was moral in there too, because I was saying it's bad for for both black people for having being slaves. It's bad for them. You guys have iPhones. We I bought oh I iPhones no I don't have an iPhone no I don't have an iPhone you don't you don't have Apple products I mean I don't no. I I purposely don't have Apple products like I'm cognizant and like I, I but I mean you, you could ask the question like but uh, Carl Schwartz so anyway the revolution the big revolution that happened in Germany in the name of communism uh, led to this guy Carl Schwartz whose wife invented kindergarten in America yeah to um, start this skirmish and get exiled. And when the King of Prussia exiled him, the King of Prussia also put a lot of these Germans in jail. And one of the Germans that he put in jail was Karl Schwartz's poetry professor and a famous author in Germany. Right. Karl Schwartz couldn't let his poetry professor be in jail. So Karl Schwartz snuck back into Germany while under exile got to the prison with an extra horse and this uh, professor jumped onto the horse, climbed down sheets and they took off and they became heroes. That was Davy Crockett. That was Paul Bunyan. That was, those were the, that was John Wayne. Carl Schwartz was the German Jews, John Wayne. Okay. And what happened was, the folklore of these 48ers and then becoming generals in the union army. Yeah. That was the main way they were getting to rile up the Germans to have them come fight the war for us. Right. Right. And they could have done it at the beginning. Yeah. That's, they wanted there, to kill the South. They is there anything gayer than breaking your poetry professor out of jail? Yeah. You obviously fought <laughs> that, that guy. The gayest thing ever. They obviously, they to, obviously they fuck each other. They had to cross the Atlantic to. to I mean, did he broke him out of jail? How could yeah. he not fuck him after that? Yeah, I mean, he, he was owes you. Yeah, I would. I, I fucking broke a guy out of jail. I'd expect at least an HJ. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had to. He was going crazy with jealousy over in America, but thinking of his thinking of his lover. Yeah, just getting oh, plowed hot, out by case. Yeah, in, in hot steamy, especially steamy because it's German. Yeah, yeah. He's, but eating I, to, he's eating some other guy's shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the 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 most insane thing about Carl Schwartz is he hated the Indians. Yeah. So after this guy, they were immune to communism. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. too based. Exactly. Just like the Irish knew, yeah. the Indians yeah. were too based for communism. Hell yeah. I believe it. And that's why Carl Schwartz led that Buffalo Bill. Let's go. Uh, he had a program called Kill the Man. Oh, Kill the Indian, Not the Man. Forced Assimilation of the Indians. Oh. And if you didn't yeah. assimilate to this system, we're going to kill you. 
Yeah. yeah, that was like the whole progressive thing where they like sterilized a bunch of them too. And then, you know, it was basically, you know, Zionist technocrats, same people running the country now. Uh, mm. But yeah, they were like, science rules everything. We're, we're doing this because science says so. Sound familiar? Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's, not, it, it's not compulsory though. You have got the option. You can either assimilate or be killed. Right, Those that's good, good point, anything. good point. Yeah. And exactly. <laughs> That's why they killed those kids at Waco. Yeah. That's why they went in and got Ruby Ridge. That's why they brought the Irish to the brink where they forced the draft and they waited to the day after the bloodiest war ever uh, battle ever to say, guess what? You're going to get lined up and your name's going to get called. And if you don't go, you're going to get shot with a Gatling gun. Yeah. That's what they did to them. Yeah. And, and, and what, what, like, like what choice did Koresh have? literally none he went outside for them to arrest him every day he went jogging every day right past where they were so they would arrest him and let everyone else go but they didn't want him they wanted to kill all those people yeah they wanted to set an example that you can't create your own society and for what little backlash with the backlash that that they received from that which was massive by the way they made sure nobody ever fucking nobody ever got mad about it again by blowing up a bunch of kids which is again something fake that had well i don't know if it's fake but there was a there's a very dramatic scene in the new york city draft riots where a bunch of kids are at risk you know and that's part of the propaganda no 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 uh, there was a black guy, pretty. He was a gangster. He wasn't allowed into med school here. Come went on, to man. Scotland, went to med school there, and started an orphanage for black kids. Really right. cool orphanage, right? Yeah. They were, the Irish were burning down the fucking city. Yeah. They were burning it down. And they went to the orphanage and they cleared out the orphanage. They say, get the fuck out of here. Get these fucking kids the fuck out of here. Maybe dropped a couple of N-bombs. Happens to the best of us, dude. They cleared out the orphanage. They probably said Pickering. They attacked the night before. Claims that one kid got uh, killed because a dresser came flying out of the building and hit the girl in the head. Uh, do we have video of this? Okay. I don't even see that. That's not in any of the official accounts now either. An orphanage that got burned down and a girl that died outside the orphanage. It's not like they covered the doors. Wouldn't let no. the kids out. No. Yeah. They no, burned down all the, the goddamn city. All the commentaries on it say, oh, yeah, they, they attacked this uh, colored children's orphanage. Uh, but uh, the the staff and the children managed to escape. Well, you don't just manage to escape. That's not how you a get bunch of kids inside a building. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they made sure the kids were out. They said, we're going to burn this down, so you better fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's what um, I mean. This and, is and, the exact kind of shit you find in propaganda, which is, by the way, why I mentioned Oklahoma City. They had to pull at the heartstrings of America and say, oh, these poor kids died. But it's like, we all know there was more than one fucking bomber, FBI. We all know that yeah. everyone yeah. in the ATF office called in sick that day. We all know all these things. Guy, there's that guy on chat, the, the guy who was in his office when it happened. Yeah. And- he, he heard the explosion and then then it exploded. Then the rider truck blew up. Yeah, they said the the cow horns fell off the wall. I'm just saying cow. Horn. It was some. It was some. He had some ornament on his wall, and there was a big. Ex, there was an explosion, and his his junk fell off the wall, 
uh, and the whole building shook. So he hid under the desk and he was hiding under the desk when the windows blew in. So there was bombs inside. Yes. Listen. Yeah. I don't know any of that. All yeah. I know Welcome is Welcome to the, world, to the wonderful world of Oklahoma City bombing you know, inside job. It, I, I'm not it's sure. It's hard if, to believe Timothy McVeigh could have pulled it off by himself. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he had it the entire that. full force of the, fe- the federal agency that employed him. Yeah. It, but if that's you, like a... It, that's like it's an a, operation. That's not a, a, a mission one guy goes on. I mean, one it's of just the best no. documentaries I've ever seen is A Noble Lie. A Noble Lie is amazing. It's, it's because it's made, but it's like all the people who uh, sniffed out the bullshit in Oklahoma with normies, bro. It's not like it's just yeah. like freaks. It was like cops and, and ladies, you know, nice ladies who. Yeah, who, a little old black woman. People who were watching TV in Oklahoma City that day, and then saw the saw the story get it changed a, right before their eyes. It was a eyes. snow day. Yeah, it was a snow day. We were all at home, and school was canceled. It was like yeah, one that's of the interesting. Days, like, yeah, me, my mom, my sisters. Maybe were the, the they fired up the weather it. machine, so you were all home to watch it on TV. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, nah, I, I I remember my mom thinking like, I don't know, this this seems weird. I yeah. remember my mom even saying that. Yeah, so. your mom's based. Yeah. Good oh, lady right there. She's that. She's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to run into her during the draft riots. I'll tell you that. No, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he was a little picking in it. She probably threw the dresser at that little girl. <laughs> anyway, so okay, we got some of the we got some of the the c- controversy around it. Let's just do a real quick run through as to what exactly occurred. So, as we mentioned before, um, this was uh, very shortly after the Emancipation Proclamation, which a bunch of the by the way, I, also we got to say again, Tammany Hall was a Democrat party. We should mention that also that the South. Um, the South were Democrats, um, yeah. and a lot of the uh, Irish uh, were Democrat voters. Um, and and I Air- believe it, well, I'm not sure if it was the mayor or somebody in the city council that had proposed secession. Fernando yeah. Wood, the mayor, yes. secession. And Fernando Wood, the Republicans, those Prussians that came into Germany, yeah, uh, the, the kind Deutschland, the Lower East Side, those yeah. guys. They tried uh, voting uh, Fernando Wood out, and then they tried getting him out through the state legislature. Wow. So the Irish had Tammany Hall, and the Irish were already so you said under it's Germans. Germans were by these Ger- yeah. by these Germans. Yeah, and, <laughs> they, they were doing all this. They had they don't want to pull these Germans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, anyway, so but OK, it also has to be said, too, that um, the majority of the uh, city's um, income was exporting to Europe all of the raw goods that were construct that were made in the South. So yeah, and they were processed in New York and then. Right. Uh, yeah, they were turned into they were turned into into actual consumer goods cloth, in New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, Turn the cotton into cloth. Right. And uh, so, yeah, so so the wars of bloodbath. Uh, a lot of New Yorkers are kind of secretly hoping the South wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, G- Gettysburg, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation happens January 1st, and then July comes along, and it's the Encryption Act or whatever. And that's when they institute the draft. Yeah. And then 
Gettysburg happens. And it's the, the, like all of a sudden, how many people died before that? It was like a uh, hundred people, hundred thousand people died in like a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a little detail in that uh, subscri- uh, God, I can't say it now. Uh, $300 ransom, right? Yeah, the $300, $300 ransom. Subscription. You didn't have to go to war. And, and like yeah. all, all, all the modern day commentaries, you say, well, that was pro- probably an ill-judged sort of thing. But it's not. That's just to rub their fucking noses in it. Yeah. That, that, and also, it was, it was common knowledge right. that a slave cost $900. So it was yeah. saying that a white life was only worth one third of a black life, which, by the way, bears out extremely fucking... Um, extremely with uh, the fact that that was very much the going, especially people like the Scots-Irish in the South were very much looked down on as lower than slaves. And this is very well documented in uh, the book uh, uh, Redneck Manifesto by Jim Goad. I recommend that to anyone who's interested in this stuff. Um, And yeah, basically the fucking slaves looked down on the whites in the South. And this, and I'm sure that, that this is the, that, that the rich, whites look down on the Irish the exact same fucking way as the rich whites in the South look down on the slave on the not the poor whites in the South. Sure, yeah. I mean like they, they depicted them as, as apes in cartoons. They literally they? The drew them as apes in the fucking yeah. cartoons. <laughs> the Irish and like wildly beast. Yeah. Uh, the, the the poet strong is, is Something strong. I saw one where it's like book. it was literally Dude, they did the Anthony Coombe. They did the they really are the they, they <laughs> did the Anthony Cumia thing where they were like the Irish people with air quotes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, and then coupled with that, you know, uh, uh, listen. Are you? Did we already lost the Irish or in the 69th Regiment run by Thomas Meager? Also, already lost fifty thousand Irish troops. Too. Yeah, those were the it's those are the like volunteers. We were, I think they prepared yeah, Thomas like, Edward. Uh, no Irish blood fought in this war already. Yeah, it's just the smart ones that were here the whole time and survived survived their original famine and w- read the newspapers and that attacked Horace Greeley. Yeah. They chased him up to Westchester. They chased him. All the way up to his farm upstate, thirty miles away. Yeah. Um. They don't. They don't really talk about that that much, or why they would do that. They yeah. just talk I'll tell about you something else that they don't talk about. Like, because I, I, you know, l- listened to a few things about it, and it's like, uh, I think there's like, eleven hundred people died. It, no. In, over the four days, a hundred people died. No, no, it's a hundred, a hundred people who weren't Irish died. It says yeah. right here a death one hundred and nineteen to one hundred and twenty injuries two thousand. Yeah, but they say that right uh, that that those deaths were Irish. Just, uh, I mean, I, I, that is how it's presented. But th- then they talk about, the that, about how hundreds nope. of uh, hundreds of black people got killed and, and all, all, that yeah, but that's Ivor Bernstein stuff. Yeah, th- that's that one hundred nineteen is the police. And the soldiers and the black people. Oh, okay. The, I see what you're saying. The right, there, maybe I'm yeah. saying that Gatling gun wasn't shooting nerf darts, brother. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying. I, I think that that like two, one thousand figure is from like the most alarmist Ivor Bernstein account, where it's like, oh god, it was horrible. How many black people died? It was like a thousand of them. It was you know we we're stepping over them. Yeah. <laughs> 
because nobody talks that, about that's what the uh that's what the prussians do you know yeah they, yeah <laughs> they take us and uh they, they take us gentiles yeah. and they, they pit us against the black yeah thank you for thank you for giving and, it is like it's literally i mean that is really what it's about it's about dividing the working class and the poor definitely 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 yes yeah. Um, but regardless, but okay. So, but to that end, though, it's worth mentioning that the, simultaneously in my home city of Boston, um, there was a the same fucking day there was a identical race riot or sorry not race riot a draft riot for the same reason the same players so the irish but there was zero black casualties because the city is incredibly uh fucking segregated um and to that end so but they attacked only protestants and by the way there had been a bunch of you know sort of very similar fighting between protestant and i and catholic gangs for the last 30 years also in boston but because we don't hear about the boston riot and why is that hmm is it possibly because there's no race angle on it yeah 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 (laughs) exactly yeah you have to do the uh, race baiting otherwise it's it's literally it was actually probably by the way the fucking irish fucked up the other people they burned out like five <laughs> protestant churches no, the the, the, literally the irish fucked up like literally martin luther king uh you know uh gandhi they learned from the irish more than anybody maybe they did yeah yeah like what, if, what if, uh, contact the fucking intelligence agencies and get them to back you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Civil disobedience here would yeah, have been no, the way to go. I got you. I got you. I Anything got you. they can uh, can go wrong will go wrong, and they use everything against them. Yeah, and and that that was their big mistake. They uh, they should have been civil. They should have just opted out. So should just uh, it's just the civil disobedience angle I'm picking up on here, Dan. Uh, so how do we do that in this day and age? Well, somebody posted something which I don't know if it's true or not. They forwarded something to our Telegram chat today of uh, someone who's allegedly an expat living in France and uh, a, a, a local, uh, a, a well-known supermarket chain in France has decided to go cashless. So, like, people have organized themselves, gone there, filled their, according to this story anyway, have, have gone and filled up their shopping carts all at the same time, queued up nicely at the at the checkout, let them, let them ring everything up and then say, well, I'll pay you with cash. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's completely brought it, and within a day they brought back cash. They started accepting cash again because it's either that or you're gonna we're gonna keep taking all the shit off yourselves, and you're gonna have to put it back on. Listen, again. <laughs> I, I I'm a firm believer in nip this shit in the butt. Yeah, right People now. Do, something like that's got to start happening, dude. Yeah, and that's that's a good, that's a kind. I've done that before, you know, because I hate those self checkout things. I I, I did it in. Uh, I was like uh, really tired from work and I was on my way. I stopped at this place that I don't normally stop at. I went and got a, a, a trolley full of stuff and I got to the checkout and the, all they had was these fucking robot checkouts. So I just fucking dumped my trolley and went and so I, I, I won't use them. Fuck that. So, yeah, you must be really old. 
<laughs> I am, bro. I don't really give a shit about the self checkouts. In fact, it's kind of nice not to, to deal with a fucking immigrant, honestly. <laughs> Which is what where I live. It's that's who you're dealing with at the fucking uh, at the fucking checkout normally. So it's sweet that I get to be with one. One white gentleman, me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, w- William, over there in, in England, uh, do you have a easy pass? Uh, no, we don't have many toll roads. No, with toll roads are rare. So, so not- if there if there is like a bridge that has a toll, like you just pay cash for it. They have. Uh, so there's only. There's only really two toll roads in the country of any significance. One is the Queen Elizabeth Bridge in London, which is a motorway bridge. And that, with that, it just ANPRs your car and sends you an invoice. Right. And then when, when you get the invoice, you, you can then register and you, you, it'll j- register your debit card with it. And so you don't actually have to have a pass. It just reads your number plate. Have you, ever been late, have you ever been late on it? No. I, I don't go to London. <laughs> yeah, why would he ever go to that fucking hellhole? Yeah. Have you ever heard of anybody getting like a late fee from uh I would not imagine that you would do, yeah. Yeah, they'd probably come and fucking crush your car or something, yeah. Well, so in New York here, um, we have Easy Pass. Yeah, we have it here too, obviously. Well, Easy Edge Pass, as we would call it. Almost every road is a toll road, like every bridge, almost. Yeah. There's a couple that aren't, like three that aren't. Uh, no, there's more than that. Anyway, now if you get a easy pass toll and you don't pay it within a month, it's a hundred dollars for a $5 toll. Right. Wow. A hundred dollars. So I had a friend. But that's had, uh, I had a friend and that friend, he actually met me when I was running for public advocate. He's like, is there anything we can do? I was like, I don't know. That looks really unconstitutional. So he ran a bunch of these things. They sent it to his mom's house. He never got them, didn't really care. He said, ask for it. Yeah. All of a sudden, he owes him $70,000. <laughs> so basically, he pleads the fifth on whether he got the mail or not. Yeah. And the case got stuck in administrative. And he's in such a hole. He goes, oh, no, what do I do? And he realizes through the court system in New York, that this is an administrative court. In an administrative court, the Constitution doesn't even apply. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. So he goes to another state. Right. Gets a license plate and starts running the tolls again. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, (laughs) finally, he gets a check in the mail, a letter in the mail, Say that they have, he has to pay him fifteen thousand dollars, or the next time he crosses the bridge, they're gonna rip him out of the car and take uh, and take his car and arrest him. And they finally fucked themselves because everyone tried fighting this. Uh, oh, as a resident. Oh, I got you. As a resident of yeah. New York, but once you make it interstate, it's now constitutional. It's now federal. Yes. The seventh <laughs> the Seventh Amendment case. How can you say I owe you fifteen thousand without a trial by jury? Yeah. Bam. Brilliant. I know. It's so gangster. I love Send it. it. We're sending it in the papers tonight. It's so we're so excited. 
So what's happened with the? So he's, he's still on the hook for the seventy grand, though, isn't he? Whatever happens. Well, that's why the, that's why the desperation came to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could rule. So we can. So then we can then say that that bill is unconstitutional right. by winning this court case. Yeah, get you smart. That you're thinking you know, with dude, portals, Dan. Yeah, it's either that or get a politician to help you out. Yeah, good luck yeah, with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good fucking luck with that. Anyway, so well, let's real quick run through what happened. So as we mentioned before, uh the Emancipation Proclamation, they announced after Antietam, holy shit, that you poor fucks are going to have to die in a brother war uh for railroad interests, essentially. Yeah. Um uh and um and they're pissed, understandably. Um, and they, what do Irish do when they get pissed off? They break shit. They, um, they called. Uh, they used to call the cobblestones um, Irish confetti. Irish confetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and which it's rules, like by the way? Yeah, which shampoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they fucking started fucking shit up, obviously. And, okay, here's where, so I had the, I had the fucking, the schizo take that the entire, perhaps the entire thing was an inside job, um, in order to smear these poor people, um, uh, who are just expressing political outrage. The only way I knew, see, I mean, I mean, honestly, let's just look at it. Let's make a real one-to-one comparison here. 2020, the summer of 2020. How do you think the news would have, re- re- would have reported on it? If, if say these Irish people were black, yeah, you know, it's just a matter of well, how, how the thing. media covers you. Same thing. It was like I remember thinking to myself this whole th- time, "Oh my God, Cuomo and De Blasio are turning this city into a tinderbox." Yeah, yeah. In New York City, right after Gettysburg, right after they the morning of the draft, they didn't they exactly turn down the heat. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you didn't exactly change the bag of the vacuum so the engine wouldn't burn out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. They weren't really too careful. Yeah, about it was it. like basically, I mean, I, and I, obzo- I we all observed this in 2020, but it was a classic CIA style, color revolution style fucking event and this is basically what they did back all the way in in the draft riots essentially is they set it up to happen and then the it's you know it's hegelian dialectics at its finest you create a problem and then the uh the response to the problem is what you wanted to already do um and yeah and the response is we're gonna force you fucks to go to go to um go to war and then also the other thing was and i think this is some of our prussian friends well we know for a fact that in this in the south benjamin tucker or no it's not benjamin tucker he was an anarchist um sorry benjamin judah benjamin was the second basically the second in command of um yeah of uh of the confederacy (laughs) and uh we also know from our leo frank uh investigations um that georgia had a massive fucking jewish uh, community so i I think that uh, and to a large extent, they like the South. And this really bears out when you read this last paragraph here on Wikipedia um, about the uh, about the event. Uh, so after this all happened, okay, I. I just got to get to this. We'll go back and do the other thing. I'm sorry. You know how the show is. New York support for the union cause continued, however grudgingly, and gradually Southern sympathies declined in the city. What they wanted. 
New York banks eventually financed the Civil War, and the state's industries were more productive than that of the entire Confederacy. So I take this to mean that prior to this event, the banks were reticent to finance the, the North uh, in the Civil War. I would wager possibly because in the South, there's a bunch of them there. Yeah. Um, you know? Although, uh, you know, yeah, banking is banking, though. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be in the tribe. Like, it doesn't really Fair make enough. any difference whether you're in the tribe or not. If you're a banker, you're evil. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Which, I mean, that brings us right to 9-11, right? Sure. That brings us right to, like, I feel that they needed to find a goat for their terrorism. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this Pun new intended. world order, this new form of uh, the, the bank bailout of 2008. Yeah. This... Uh, digital currency yeah they knew that they and i'm not that pro muslim but they knew that they <laughs> we needed are to for the demonize, record yeah. <laughs> they knew that they needed to demonize that religion as sure. much as yeah. they possibly could absolutely because yeah. they are going to be the only ones that are going to say we need to stop this interest crap yes, yes. that's why we like them yeah <laughs> like if you, and that well, and that's why the new world order made them terrorists. I think I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. You look at, well, every country that's getting bombed by the empire is a country that doesn't charge in, doesn't allow usury. Well, except Russia now. Go figure. Well, they're not actually getting bombed by the empire. They're getting bombed by a proxy of the empire. Yeah. Well, yeah. Russia is the empire. (laughs) That's your take. You're not alone in this, by the way, Dan. Yeah. And, and, And as much as, we think Zelensky is uh, raking her off the top. That guy's just a Putin puppet. And this is all a manufactured war. Interesting. Just so they could grow their war machine. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, yeah. It I have to look sense. again. I have to look into this. I haven't even considered it. Um, but anyway, so let's let's back up a little bit, back it up yeah. a little bit, um, and just also real quick. Uh, so yeah, this is why. Okay, by the way, this is the real reason why my eyebrows fucking shot up into the sky was that the riots were supposedly started by volunteer fire brigade number what number thirty three. You're into the numerology now as well. <laughs> Just a very peculiar. Jesus died when he was 33, <laughs> William. I'm also about to be 33, so right. <laughs> I've been thinking about you know my ascendancy. When gonna, that's when you're going to come out as being a fed. Yes, right. <laughs> you better realize how young you are, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hang out with this old man all the time. Trust me, I notice. No, you are on steroids. <laughs> You're on steroids right now, and uh, you're running out of them. I know. I know. I'm, I'm hitting the wall now. I'm anemic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing so hot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, the Fire Brigade 33, um, yeah. a, which were definitively Irish guys. I looked into it, and it, they weren't probably false flaggers. I was just being funny. 
but uh, they smashed through the uh, place that they were pulling the draft cards. And basically, this was, you know, sort of invitation. Somebody had to throw the first rock. And this was it. Um, And, you know, they all fucking lost their shit. Um, And they went around. They proceeded up the avenues, as I understand. Dan, is that correct? If you recall your your investigation of it and William, Um, they proceeded up the avenues. Yeah, they like because they live downtown. So they're like marching up to like the 40s. So like uh, where the orphanage was, was like 42nd and 6th, right by where the library and Bryant Park are. So they were going straight up to Midtown. Right. And uh, yeah, they pretty much targeted. So here's this is this is really what happened is that they targeted specifically um, rich people people's houses, people who were notable supporters of uh, the abolitionist cause who they blamed for the... So these are white people, by the way, just saying. So mm-hmm. if you're an abolitionist, you're a fucking white person, because if you're a black person, you don't get to, you don't get a fucking opinion on anything. That's just the way yeah. it was. Um, so, yeah, they went around and targeted people who were, like, outspoken politically, like Dan mentioned, uh, Horace Greeley, um, arch-Protestant, um and uh they uh burned specifically well, yeah. the- Chris really was the main target but th- it was these new republicans yeah. these new republicans that were driving this agenda that were wiping out their Tammany Hall and sending them off to slaughter to go free a bunch of people that didn't do shit for them while yeah. the british were killing a third of them off like, yeah, yeah. What do you want? It's just like insane. I mean, this kind of really go. I mean, this kind of goes to like the absurdity of the liberal project in general. The idea that someone who has a shitty life should give a shit about someone else who has a shitty life. Yeah, I should give their life for that. Yeah, it's fucking person. absurd. The entire idea of this, of this, like guilt. Uh, with that you need to like fight, fight literally put your life on the line for some principle that doesn't benefit you in any way it's fucking revolting and it's exactly by the way the the entire justification as as William you were saying earlier about like the oh no you're not starving to death we're not literally using you as slaves and letting you in more callously letting you starve to death and fucking suffer worse than real slaves no yeah. this is the eye in service of this the almighty fucking uh, church of the individual you're actually participating in what we actually consider the most high and mighty fucking pursuit of all um the 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 enlightenment you buffoon why would you look why would you fucking not participate in this wonderful glorious system that we eat off of your hard work and you fucking starve and die and live in a fucking wet basement Fucking preach, brother. I'm fired up tonight. Yeah. You racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, if we ever get in trouble, we're screwed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. You have, nah, the, listen, the, the feds, right before I was going to take my plea deal, they weren't sure if I was going to take the plea deal or not. Yeah. They start, like... There was one video. I don't know if you've heard of Crackhead Barney or not. Nope. But we used to date, right? right. And uh, we got into a little bit of a, a scrap in the house. She started 
started attacking me, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I videotaped it because whenever a girl starts hitting me, I'm like, yo, I'll put that shit on camera. Yeah. And I ain't doing nothing. I get it. Because I know how bad it can get. And it was like somewhere in the midst of my camera, maybe it loaded up to Gmail. Right. This is one of the things that they put in the global discovery. Right. Wow. Against me. They're like, although this has nothing to do yeah. with this case, Daniel. We are going to destroy your reputation and make you look like you abuse black women. Crazy. You know, that's funny, too, because they they will exempt a fucking rap lyric from a murder case in which the rap song in question, the rapper is bragging about killing the victim in the murder trial. Yeah, that's prejudicial evidence. Don't you know? Yeah, the, the a jury. So the the Capitol Police literally threw the guy off the balcony, right? Yeah. Thirty feet, which sixteen feet is considered fatal. Sure. The judge won't allow that in court. The, even the the idea of it. The, no, the video. Oh, the video of it. Okay. Because it's going to make the U.S. government look too bad. Yeah. It's like we, we've talked about this in trials before. Where uh, I can't remember which trial it was, but I do remember specifically saying this. Like, I think it was can... the Waukesha Christmas Parade, but go on. No, I don't think it was. Okay. It was like the um, judges shouldn't be able to exclude exculpatory evidence on the basis that it might be prejudicial. Because, like, the, the court's supposed to be looking after the interests of the defendant. It's look at the interest of justice. It, it like it, prejudicial against what? Prejudicial against you fucking railroading this cunt is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the court should the court should definitely look at the interest of justice. Yeah. If you like, I, I I'm all for them excluding prosecution evidence that might be prejudicial, that's not relevant to the case. But the, but the accused is a, accused of a particular thing, and, it, and he should be able to bring whatever evidence he wants. The court doesn't have to give it, and yeah, the jury doesn't have to give it any weight if it doesn't think it's relevant. Yeah. But like, the, a, a defendant shouldn't be. What sh- case was this? Ex- I'm trying to rack my brain as to I what this could have been. I, yeah, I don't remember. But it's like, it's what the judge is not allowed. Uh, not allowed. Oh, 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 I remember. Evidence. I remember what it was. It was Kyle. It was Kyle. Fucking um, what's his name. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. He, he was. They were oh, trying well, to bring well, in information. They were trying to bring in another well, angle of the, the FBI drone angle. Yes, that's exactly that's what, what it was. Basically, basically, they he threatened to mistrial the case, and was confident enough that the jury would acquit it to make it all go away because they didn't want us to know about the FBI drone footage. Right. Now, in all the years of prosecution on January sixth, yeah. Have they released the FBI drone yeah, footage? Yeah, where's the foot drone footage? You you trying to tell me there wasn't drones? Go fuck yourself if you think that's true. Yeah. Yo, you don't have a fucking camera over the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck There's a drone guys. over my house right now. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. As listening to this conversation. I, got, I mean, I got a sound receiver across the street. I got. Uh, yeah, you guys keep talking. Uh, maybe we, no, it's too dark out. I can't show you all that. I have a camera as soon as a police camera as soon as I walk out my house. 
Yeah. I got more 5G receivers on the building on my corner than any building in America. It's <laughs> it's lit up like you would. That's so weird. I, I still thousands. haven't seen one in my in all of Massachusetts. I've not seen a single 5G tower. Well, you've seen cell towers, right? Yeah, the old school kind, though. The ones I've seen since I was a kid. Really? All right. Um. Let's see if I can see him. You guys talk. Okay. Well, well, okay. well. I'll just real quick. I'll wrap up what the uh, story was. So yeah, they okay. went up. They went up the avenues. They made their way across. They fucked up all the Protestant people. Obviously, disavow. You don't get your what you wanted. What you want through violence. Obviously, the only way to. By the way, the only way to get what you want is to do what the South did: is secede. Yeah. <laughs> That's the actual Seriously. only way to. The only. Yeah, you've got. I mean, like. <laughs> Draft resistance. I mean, like, the, this is part of the. Nobody really had good. Uh, one of the th tricks was Tammany Hall got these uh, immigrants to sign up for citizenship. Where right. if they hadn't have signed up for citizenship, they wouldn't have been subject to the draft. Right. So it's like, there's literally, they're being asked, they've just arrived uh, and they're being asked to pay for their right to vote. Right. By getting themselves killed in a war that they didn't vote for. I mean, yay, democ that literally is democracy. Though. That's like a I mean, that's what it always lesson, is, bro. yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's absurd. Um, but yeah, so they did that, and then uh, it was about three or four days of that, uh, and eventually the uh, military came and basically shut it all down. Uh, I'm sure they were incredibly fucking brutal, and of course they're not going to list the amount of Irish that were fucking mowed down, I'm sure, by yeah. lines and lines and lines of fucking... Uh, uh, oh, by the way, there's one take I wanted to get in. It's just that going back to the New York Times having the Gatling gun, yeah, so it like, must have felt like for those journalists that like this, this really is what I'm in this business for. Rather than just destroying the working class by sowing propaganda and getting them sent to war, this today is my lucky day. I get to mow them down with a Gatling right. gun myself, just yes. like I always wanted to do. Okay, Dan, what are you showing us here? By the way, what well, borough yeah, so are you in? I'm in Brooklyn. Righteous. It's called the, Brooklyn. the South Side. I can't really see from my. I can't really zoom in. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could. But do you see the pole with like that green oh, light? Are you zooming in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There I am. See that? That's not a traffic light. You see that thing? Yeah. That white box. I do. I thought that was a traffic light. That's a police camera. Right. Oh. So my stairs are right there. Right. Yeah. Turn. Come out my stair. That police camera is on me everywhere. I every every time I enter, go in and out of my house, they have they have documentation of it. Do you see that on top of the building there? Oh my god, There's I do see thing. that. What is that? It's like the most. Uh, I it, it's like the I think it's the central command for their like shot spotter system. Oh, could be. I mean, yeah, there, uh, it should be in Brooklyn, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, I mean, Especially this neighborhood. This neighborhood is this rough little neighborhood. Um, see all that? And it yeah. wraps around the whole building. Wow. wow, I've never seen those. I swear to God, wow. I, I again, I've never seen these before. Yeah, it's crazy. And then look, Imagine and then having look. that right outside your bedroom window. I know. I, I sometimes I dream in Timothy. 
not even kidding either. Um, do you mind telling us what neighborhood it is? It's called uh, South Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. I've Boy, been man. there. I played a gig there once, actually. Uh, <laughs> Where? <laughs> um, at a place called Hipsterectomy. <laughs> oh, <buddy. laughs> Look at that. Oh, that's a 5G, isn't it? That yeah. thing on top of it. Or is that just a little solar panel? I think that, I think that's the shot spotter. Right. Okay. I think that's the 5G. No, that that yeah. is what what Mark Mark from Thailand posts as being 5G. So yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Mark whatever. in Thailand. Uh, He's not from Thailand. He's Mark in Thailand. He's from Thailand yeah. now. True. You think the guy that lives in that apartment right there had any his say? Brain, there's, there's a his brains are fried. Dude, this is a great <laughs> point you're making here, Dan. Yeah. Do you, but, does he have any agency? No. Did they buy him out of the apartment? Like, no. have they run tests? No. Have they done anything to see if this guy's getting affected at all? No, have they don't they care. Even, have they even interviewed his ass to see if he's okay? Hey, look, if if they if, if he gets some kind of cancer, then he's a profit center for one of their other investments. That's true. You're right. He's now he's going to get into the medical system, and he's going to guess what? He's going to have to take debt on that. Yeah, <laughs> they have to pay maybe, back with interest. <laughs> and if they if they get sued about it, then should, that's another profit center. They because they, they well, I mean, they're they're in, they're in li liability against being sued for such a thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. When they own shares in the insurance company, yes, of course. <laughs> and they're the lawyers. <laughs> it's fucking it, it, but it's just like. Uh, I think they kind of tip their hand in, in, in renaming personnel to a human resources because that is how they see us. They just see us as, human as, resources. A, as a resource. Yeah, yeah human that has resources. to be. You have to get the maximum output from these. We're just resources. We're, we're literally cattle. Yeah. We're the cattle, and we've got, they've got to get as much milk out of us as they possibly fucking can. And it doesn't matter if it, if if they can't do that, then they'll put you on the system where they could bypass the money right through you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just sell you. You'll go to. You get put in hamburgers, dude. You know, you get put <laughs> in a really homeless cattle. shelter. You get put in jail. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of the uh, of the insurrection. I think we got the concept. I think we yeah. got the concept. Um, so de well, I, before we go, I have to address this. I don't even like the the, the draft riots being called an insurrection. It was yeah. a riot about not wanting to get drafted, it's which draft is slavery. Riots, is it? It's an anti-slavery yeah. riot. It was an anti-slavery riot. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was the it was the last stand. For uh, for American freedom, yeah. it was uh, by the whites. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the last gasp. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and also I, I have to say this is that if you're interested in this, do not watch the 2002 Martin Scorsese film Gangs of New York. It is oh. a horrible film. And as I said, and I said uh, to William um, and uh, to the Telegram chat. The only way I can describe the movie is fucking shite. <laughs> garbage. Complete garbage. 
<laughs> propaganda. They they did it no justice. Yeah, and also I mean they yeah. they like literally. How about that fucking scene where Cameron Diaz like sucks on Leonardo DiCaprio's nipples? Ugh. Yeah, like who's that for? <laughs> like what the so, fuck? Who likes getting Maybe nipple nipple play was big in that era. You know? I, I mean, dude, I literally looked over my wife and I'm like, I'm like, what guy wants that? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, there's just one thing I want want to say, which is to say, to thank thank Dan for Dan, him, you've for been an amazing this. guest. Thank you. You're welcome again, back, yeah. obviously, again soon. Uh, I'm sorry we haven't had you on more recently. Uh, we, lost, we lost touch. We had to get uh, I had to get your new uh, no, Twitter no. handle. But anyway, uh, this sort of fits into our arc, and it, like on the show, we've for years now been saying that. There was this arc that started at Ruby Ridge, went to uh, Waco, then Oklahoma City, and then it ends up being 9-11. And it's all part of the same project. And I think that... Project for a new American century. Yeah. You've given us the prequel to it, which is the New York City draft riot. Yeah, the the project for the the first American century. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that... Fit in perfect with this show. Thanks very much. Yeah. And uh, Dan, is there anything you want to promote, or is there anything our listeners who are very sweet and supportive people you would like for them to support you? I would love to see like some kind of if if you had like any way for them to help you financially or not even financially, just perhaps advocate for you somehow in some way. Okay. I'm a firm believer that we need to tear this whole entire system down. Agree. In order to for us to get anywhere. And I saw Rand Paul, or Ron Paul, I mean. Ron Paul. On Tim, on Tim Pool the other day, saying that he thinks it started with uh, Woodrow Wilson and maybe the progressives of the 1890s. When Ron Paul and Tim Pool, who have such huge influence, don't know that the civil war was a communist coup and we do. Yeah. We have a responsibility to literally stop people in their tracks and let them know that so they could start reverse engineering the world that they're living in right now. Right. Cause until we realize that this communism thing is an economic system, this capitalism that we hate so much is communism itself. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, none of even the far right does it. They, they don't even know that they're communists themselves. Until we get to that, we're never going to get anywhere. Preach, Amen, brother. Amen. Um, and yeah. So, but is there anything else you want to like? You wanted? Is there any way people can reach you or anything you want to? <sighs> reach me for what? So the feds can follow you around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, I had to put it out there. Phone, yeah. Like if you're cute, you're not married, you know, under 35, yeah, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's 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 good enough for me. And for us, www.historyhomos.com uh, or wherever you find podcasts. 
Odyssey, BitChute, and most importantly, Rockfin. That's www.rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos. And you get this episode. You get both of the episodes with Dan on them prior. Um, and uh, you all of our back catalogs for free. And also, if you're so generous, you can help us uh, at the show here. Keep doing what you love. Um, and you can also get access to our bonus catalog. Uh, there's a weekly yeah. bonus episode every week, fresh content. If you, if you don't want to sign up you, for, for a monthly thing, you can just leave us a tip. On that would also be like appreciated. It. And on, it's available on all our episodes on Rockfin. Yep. And we mentioned before, we have a Telegram chat. It's very active. Lots of great people in there that you will later be your cellmates. Um, and, uh, fucking, so great to get over there. T.me slash history homos is the channel. Go over there and sub Friendliest to us. Friendliest place on the internet. Friendliest place on the internet. And our chat is T.me slash history homos chat. Follow us across social media at history homos pod. Me across social media at Scott Lizard Abrams. And if you'd like a t-shirt with uncle Ted on the back and the logo on the front, um, email me your size and address at history homos at gmail.com. Um, William, what do you want to say to the people? Righteous and die with dignity later, homos. Running over, run them out, not your block, you tear your soul.